Okay, check. Yep, looks good. Running my way down on Baker Street. Alrighty. Feeling All good. good. Took you care know? of that issue. Earlier this decade, Brad, I was feeling a little down. You know, I'd lost a little money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can't worry about that shit. Life goes on, man. No, for sure. For sure. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Anything to talk about today? I actually well, have a few Well, are we going to revisit the uh, one-inch Ecuadorian tobacco farmer? I mean, that's where we should start, probably. I think so. Because um, I've, I've, I sent you the yep. time, the place to look, and you, you've reviewed the footage. I have. I have. I, 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 my, my money is on you saying, Brad, you're an idiot. You're full of shit. But <laughs> let's, let's see. So what, what, what was your reaction? Well, can you give us, you never know, if uh, maybe somebody didn't listen to the previous episode. Sure. Can you recap? Sure, <laughs> can sure. Can you recap yep, it for good, us, and then I'll give you my, my so, analysis. I was watching Long Way Up, the Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman ride around the world on a motorcycle show. Uh, the new season is on Apple TV+. Plus. Not now, a sponsor. I imagine most people know who Ewan McGregor is, but... yeah. I didn't know who Charlie Borman was. Yeah, well, I guess Charlie Borman is Ewan's friend, but he is notable as being the son of the director of Zardoz. And you keep saying Zardoz, but like you, you can't say Deliverance. You have to say Zardoz. Sorry. He's the director of Zardoz. That all right. supersedes all other films. I mean, I think Zardoz is the most... I love Zardoz. I mean, yes, it's a complete ridiculous ridiculous thing but it's one of these movies that is ridiculous in such a special new way that um you know it's it's notable you can't you can't make this shit up well he did make it up though well cuz he, he wrote may it have made up the movie <laughs> he directed it <laughs> but he couldn't have done what he did on purpose right it like it was very intentional Yes, like when you yeah, shoot he made a all gun the choices. randomly in the air, and or maybe not randomly. Let's say you're aiming for a tin can on a on a, on a fence with your BB gun, uh huh, and then you shoot and you miss, but instead it hits a random bird flying by several hundred feet in the sky. And it lands dead. That's what this is. Okay. I don't know why you have to bring the birds in it. Not that I like. Well, this birds, is an actual but... thing that happened. What you shot at a can and hit a random well, bird flying my, bro my brother. We were very young. Oh, my dad had on. us with a BB gun. I could have sworn I've told this story on this podcast, but it's probably Who been. Cares? Eight years I already since. forgot. Yeah, um, although maybe I haven't. Yes, we were like shooting at cans on like the stack of firewood in our yeah. backyard. As you do. With the BB gun. My brother takes a shot, doesn't hit the can, and then bird falls out of the sky. Now. <sighs> we were very young. Well, sure. He Nobody was, meant to hurt anything. Yeah. Um. The b falls out of the sky, but the the cans couldn't have been more than like 
three to six feet above well, the you're, ground. You're not, you know, you're just kind of maybe you know, he you're sneezed. in like first grade or something. Your your gun is just going all over. The, you know what I mean? You don't have a lot of muscle control or mo- yeah. like motor skills yet. Exactly. And a bird falls out. Maybe the bird had a heart attack, though. Or did you examine it and it had a... I think we examined it, but I could be mistaken, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure we did. I mean, poor bird. Yeah. But, yeah, I see your point. It's like, yeah, all of the choices were made intentionally. You're inside. It's like, I know what we'll do. We'll get the BB gun. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, let's not shoot it inside the house. Let's go outside. Another good idea. That's two good ideas in a row. We'll set up some cans reasonably far away. Another good idea. We're not going to shoot it at the windows of the home, you know. So far, so good. And then uh, bird falls out of the sky. Yeah. And if it was like a pheasant and you needed it for sustenance that would be like holy shit we did something good it would be amazing but instead he just shot a poor bird out of the sky accidentally (laughs) so there there's zardoz then yeah i mean zardoz the thing with the maybe you can't say you really like it zardoz is definitely made by a very you can tell watching it this is made by a guy that is a very excellent filmmaker a skilled filmmaker. He knows the conventions. He knows, he knows all the tricks. What, yes. He's it's, hired the, the good people. The problem isn't it's poorly made at all. The problem <sighs> is it was just, it, it went beyond, I don't know. He uh, was just too ambitious. It went beyond the scope, I think, of of communication. It was just so ambitious, it didn't end up communicating what I think he, he wished to communicate uh, because he tried to like you know in like I don't know uh, he's he was trying to use filmic concepts to like represent some kind of eight dimensional model he had in his mind for the human condition and the two dimensional screen just was not able to handle it hmm. he, he, he is he just, you know, he flew too close to the sun is the issue. It's like the creatures in Flatland trying to understand the three-dimensional creature that enters their world. Yeah. The the you, he, two-dimensional creature and you're like, oh, the, this two-dimensional creature for a moment grasped the third dimension. It's like, here, let me draw it for you. But all they can really draw is a line. It's like, this doesn't... Right. Doesn't make sense. Everyone's like, what is this? Doesn't make sense. I see a line. I see a slice of something, but they don't even understand that it's a slice. Mm -hmm. It's just like a line that they see for a moment, and then the line is gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shit, man. Zardoz is an excellent movie to do a deep dive into, I think. There's a lot in there to unpack. A lot. You know. Maybe one day. It's just my dream. Maybe. Maybe in another eight years we'll get into that ratten business. But your ratten business, Jesus! I usually give you a pass on that stuff, but ratten business, I had to. You got to take well, a moment didn't we to just appreciate talk a couple that. Episodes. My vowel sounds are yes. very primitive. Yes, yes, not primitive. Just uh, it's maybe it's like observing three-dimensional vowel sounds, and I'm just a two-dimensional vowel person. 
No, I think it's the other way. Okay. Everyone else is hearing three-dimensional <laughs> vowel sounds, and I'm just, most of the time I'm working with 2D representations. Anyway, this doesn't have anything to do with the uh, what we were trying to discuss. Yes. This is the father of the friend of Ewan McGregor that we're talking about, who directed right. Deliverance. But since right. you're more into Zardoz, you said he directed Zardoz because you're the person that loves The Room. Yeah, and Zardoz I'm and The not. Room are not comparable, but well, I haven't seen they're either both of them. insane <laughs> things. Well, they're, they're both places where someone went too far <laughs> but the difference is Tommy Wiseau doesn't really have any idea what he's doing filmically and that's where a lot of issues come in doesn't have any movie making chops yes and uh, and um, and and a lot of and it lacks any kind of self-awareness well okay does Zardoz have self-aware because here's the, the only thing I knew about Zardoz was that like iconic <laughs> frame grab right. of Sean Connery in his like thigh high black leather boots, right. a tiny little red diaper, and then like two ban like thin red bandoliers or something. Yes, maybe they're covering his nipples. Maybe sometimes not. And I don't he's think they're holding covering his nipples. A, a little. Yeah. It's just a pistol. It's it's like a six shooter from the old west or something. Something, but maybe it's got like eight percent cyberpunk things added onto the side of. I don't even. Maybe not. Maybe it's just yeah, I don't a six think it shooter. Does, but it Fine. might. Yeah. That's what. And he's like standing on a beach and he's holding the pistol out to the side. Like I'm ready yes. for anything, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you though? Are you, anything? You ready for anything? <laughs> do you, have you? Do you have sunscreen on? <laughs> Like, I don't think you're ready I for mean, anything. I mean, I think he doesn't need it. He has pretty well covered with all that... Uh, hair? <laughs> body hair, exactly. <laughs> yeah, shit. Well, you're wearing a sweater. Good for you. Oh, shit. Anyway, that's all I knew about Zardoz. It's yeah. incredible that he, the success of Deliverance allowed Borman to make Zardoz. It's like, holy shit, Deliverance, here's a mill and a half... Do whatever the fuck you want. Write, produce, direct, go. Yeah. It just doesn't really work like that anymore. <laughs> I don't no. think. You have a but, little I mean, more it was leeway. The 70s. It was the A the golden age of the auteur, and he was, you know, going there. Riding Zardoz. that train full steam. Just it's sometimes there's a film, it just fits right in there between The Godfather Part Two and Jaws. <laughs> Yeah, and that film is Zardoz. It's Zardoz. Well, as the tagline was, beyond 1984, beyond 2001, there is Zardoz. And they, they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> God damn. So anyway, Charlie Borman, his dad yes. made Zardoz, so now he's big shit. Yeah, big shit enough. I guess he's like a TV, you know, he has other like kind of like he hosts other kind of reality shows and stuff in England, it seems like looking at his Wikipedia. He's he's TV's like other Charlie shows where Borman. He travels or rides a motorcycle or something. He's TV's Charlie Borman. Exactly. Holy shit. Okay, well I didn't know he was TV's Charlie Borman. Well, that's a horse of a different color. Exactly. All right, so they're riding around. Yes. Pick it up. 
And they are riding through Ecuador. And I'm sitting here, laid back into the couch, deep into the cushions. I'm watching this. And they're showing these establishing, these kind of montage of shots of Ecuador, the view from the road, whatever. And there's kind of this overhead shot of, like, plants. And then there's, like, a shot like from the roadside of these plants that look like I described them last episode as kind of like these lettuce slash tobacco plants, these kind of like small plants with leaves that kind of go off to the sides. Right. You know, like six inches high, maybe, maybe a foot high. I don't know. Something. And you see the the shot from the side and then you see this shot, like kind of from ground level of these plants kind of close up and you realize there's a, tiny man standing underneath them an actual man not a little statuette there's an actual guy under there like hey i'm hanging out here with my plants and it kind of blew my mind right so i was like let me rewind this why is there a tiny man there i must have missed something i was like no my brain is saying it can't be a tiny man your brain knows better but we watched it. I watched it again. I was like, no, there's a tiny man there. At the very least, the way they cut these shots together makes it appear that there's a tiny man. Right. I watched it three times. Three times. All and right. I was like, shit, that's a tiny fucking man tiny there. Tiny fucking one inch man under there. One inch man. A one inch Ecuadorian tobacco farmer. So, so I, <laughs> we talked about this last time. Yes. I... After the episode, I I found the clip. Uh huh. I sent it to you, Adam, for yes. your review. Yeah, you did. And now I'm waiting here live on air to hear <laughs> your reaction. Well, I have questions before I have any. Oh boy. Okay. Reactions. Blame on me. How how far did you rewind when you rewatched it three times? I can't say exactly. I mean, probably around the place where I told you to start watching, which I think was seven minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, it was like footage, probably back to like the footage somewhere around the footage of that aerial shot of like the motorcycle graveyard or whatever it is. Right. Never seen anything like it, Charlie Borman says. Um, Okay, well, before we even get too far into that, uh, the motorcycle graveyard happens at 713. And you told me to start watching at 720, but I started watching. I tried to hone right in on the area. I watched more than that. I watched from when they're in the little cafe, and then, like, oh, okay. there's hordes of people. Like, holy yes. shit, it's Obi Wan. It's like, oh boy, I'm in Ecuador, yeah. and I have like hordes of people yeah. saying it's Obi Wan. Did not happen too much in his jaunt through South America. That's what he seemed to imply. Like, like why they were is in some happening? places, and he was like, "You don't know me, Star Wars," uh, and they're just uh, like, "I've never seen what the fuck is Star Wars," right. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. Bunch of anti-people down there. No, we we, we don't watch Star Wars. It's just a different, you know, different cultural uh, relevance down there. I know. I'm just kidding. You know those people who are like, I've never seen any Star Wars. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Okay, so I watched a bunch of it. I like it. I'm going to sink into it one of these days, probably. Yeah, it's a nice show. But the reason I say that is because... I saw the shot at 7.03, and this is like a shot out the side of the car. 
Okay. And they're dri- they're driving past these trees. And let, first, let me just say that like there was never gonna this visual trick was never gonna happen to me, just because right. we talked about it so much. Right. So and you couldn't. So- there was just no way for me to like experience this organically the same way you did True. unless you were like, please watch this show called right. Long Way Up. And let me know what happens if you notice anything amiss. Well, I, well, maybe you could say that, but then I'd have to watch eight episodes of it. Right. <laughs> you know, it would be eight hours of content. It would be years before I got to this point. And then like... Maybe I looked away for this yeah. one second. It was just never going to happen organically for me because I knew what your your experience was. So anyway, yeah. at 7.03, they're shooting out the side of the car, and you see these tiny tobacco plants that you talked about at length. See, I don't think so. <clears throat> oh, we, oh, I you realize do. those might be similar in my brain. <laughs> they're the fucking same plants, man. That, that yeah fine they're in but the same area it, i don't Ecuador. watch that i don't connect that shot because it's like there's like five other shots that like get to the well, heart of the matter like those don't factor in just they don't factor they show, into the visual trickery i'm just saying those are the same kind of trees slash plants that we see later it's not a part of the same little right. mini scene or mini vignette Yes. But like you you can even see them in the next shot where it's like a drone shot above the road and they're they're here and there around houses. They're not palm trees. I don't know what these are. Yeah. But you kind of see them. Th- not groves of them, but like they've they've been established now. But that's not even all of it. But I saw them and I immediately was like, "Oh yeah, those are those trees." Cuz I first went to 720 and just kind of looked at your little three shot like what the fuck thing or even two shot Mm -hmm. above and then tiny man but then i went back and it's like oh there's the trees oh there's some more of those trees and then we see the motorcycle graveyard this is a couple shots now and even that's kind of crazy a lot of motor i've never seen that many motorcycles in one place except at daytona beach and uh, also maize maybe it's maize yes that's what they look like but a uh, big sign says maize. Now we get to the drone shot looking straight down at right. this like grove of either six to 12 inch tobacco plants or 12 to 18 foot tall maize or right. other plant. And yes, if you've just kind of been zoning out, slipping into the cushions, just kind of watching you wouldn't connect to the other ones from 20 seconds ago to these necessarily because right. these look completely different because it's a totally different perspective. Yes. And it's like, oh, shit. It's like a drone going like two feet over the ground looking at these tiny plants. Yes. That's very weird. Yes. But, I will, so I will say at this point, looking at that, I want to say at this point, my mind, I'm trying to put myself back into the mindset uh, of last week watching this episode gotta take a breath there they look they look when like I tiny was plants. watching this at this shot i would say it's ambiguous like oh for a second i'm like oh yeah this is like a grove of trees and i'm like oh no wait it's like smaller 
No, it's treat. I, I don't know at this point. Right. right. I agree. It's confusing. I'm not locked into like, okay, these are definitely, it's going over, especially because it doesn't look like a farm. It just looks like organic. It's also like a forest or something. Well, yeah, but like a tobacco, if, if what I'm thinking of as tobacco is actually tobacco, because there's that route we take to OBX that kind of right. worms its way through North Carolina that has tobacco fields, what I think is tobacco, not sure. But it, it does remind me of that. And they're not, I think if you looked at them from above, it wouldn't necessarily look like rose because, you know, the leaves kind of spill out in all directions. Like if you were looking straight down, it would just look like a canopy of leaves. Could you wouldn't be. necessarily you see, see the rose. All of the, you can see where all the, the, the epicenter of each individual plant is. And those epicenters should be in ro- rows. I Are think. you talking about the shot in the, the motorcycle program? I'm just saying or, if it was planted like in a farm style thing. See, I don't think you could you still would. tell it would be rose even if the leaves overlap. I disagree because we, you know, we used to do a lot of gardening and we would plant uh, beans, and they they were similar to what I I'm assuming okay. are tobacco plants, and the leaves go up and then they just kind of drape down and they overlap in a way that like. Especially if you're doing commercial farming, they'd be really close together. You'd be shoving nitrogen in there. Like sure. The rows are really close together. You wouldn't see any rows. Okay. So I'm, I'll, I'll I'm resisting that. that. And that's all to say, to, to agree that like if this shot just occurred to me while I'm watching, because I'm not thinking, I'm not looking for any trickery or trying to think if this is like far up or you know, close to the ground, I would, I think there's a 50, 50 chance. I would assume it's close to the ground mm-hmm. or far up. But then the very next shot is what appears to me, at least to be the same sort of grove, if not the exact same plants looks yes. the same and it's from the road and you can see power lines in front of these plants and the plants are almost as tall as the power lines. You are correct. Those so, power lines never factored into my mental scape. So that that's immediately... The, that's the tell. Yes, gave me the perspective. And then the next shot is the one-inch man. Yes. But even if you just showed... Okay, let's take the two establishing shots out. Just the one-inch man shot. Well, okay. If you just saw that shot without the man or his ladder, I would think those are like... Maybe not six inches, but maybe like two feet high. Like even the way this, I don't know. It just doesn't look, they look like corn stalks almost. Like that's how they seem, the way they're planted and skewed and the texture. Well, corn stalks can get to be six to eight feet tall. Yeah, but not from that base to where the leaves start up there. You know, the leaves aren't going to be that size. They look like miniature corn. And you mentioned maybe it was the maize. So, you know, there you go. So I so I would say even just looking at this if it was a still frame of this shot it would it would make me do a double take. What? That man? What? Oh, those must be big trees. Cuz there's a that man can't be little. Yeah. There's I mean, something the, about the 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 angle, maybe like the 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 yeah, the angle they're doing and the 
the, the like the the vegetation sprawled in the foreground seems like it's a more close up shot of a ground to me for some reason. There's something, yeah. I was like, I was looking at the vegetation spewing around, but like, and I I couldn't get like that didn't make it go one way or the other for me. Like even there's stumps of these trees or whatever, and it's like that looks more like a th- really thick things. There's so much detail and where they've been like broken off near the ground. But even that's like, well, no, not necessarily. I think if I just saw a still of this and you like photoshopped out the man, mm-hmm. I would have no idea how tall these things were. Yeah. they. I mean, looking at it now, I realize... I think without fully consciously doing it, they reminded me of corn stalks. Like imagine a leaf on a corn stalk. Yeah. Now imagine these leaves. Sure. And sure. combine that together. Like, okay, yes, this is a, not a one inch man, but. Maybe a two foot man. Four inch to eight inch man. Well, yeah, we can't see the tops of the trees or plants or whatever they are. Right. So Sure. Could exactly. be anywhere in there, right? Uh, you have to use the leaf as the as the as the. Oh shit! Well, yeah. If you use the leaf as your frame of reference, then yeah, he's a Jesus. He's a two and a half to six inch man. Yeah. So if he's a six inch man, imagine him experiencing a two inch pigeon, like a pigeon that's a third, a third that would be as a tall giant, as yeah. He, oh, that'd be terrible. Be horrifying. <laughs> you don't want one of them pigeons coming up after you. It's like uh, no I saw a tweet. It was like, here's a, a bald eagle that had been, it was injured, it got rehabilitated, and here they are releasing it back into the wild, and they have a giant wooden box. Well, giant, you only know it's giant because you can see the man there, and he takes the lid off, and the lid's like three feet by three feet. Right. And backs away, and then it goes to slow motion, and you see this, like, pterodactyl-sized fucking bird come out of there. That's how big this uh, two-inch pigeon would be to this fucking poor schlep. Yeah. Terrifying. A uh, a giant pigeon of prey. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you, your assumption was, I would think, what an idiot. You're stupid, but I don't think so. There are because, tells, but only because I was yeah. like hyper focusing and like I was ready for the illusion. Yeah. The power. So I've lines. had a roller coaster where <laughs> when I sent it to you, I was like, yeah, Adam's going to see what I totally came from. Yeah. And before, oh, yeah. right before this episode, I queued up the footage again because I know we'd be talking about it. <laughs> I wanted to have it up to reference. And I was like, oh, look, there's like a power line there's a ferris wheel in the background like right these are obviously giant ass things but now talking about it and re-reviewing it i'm gonna go back to just simply you don't even need the establishing shot is where i'm gonna go at and just that single shot of that man under those giant corn stalks like that's the thing even just that one shot as a still frame it's like yeah that looks like a little man Okay, but again, <laughs> at least for a split second, you'd be like, "What? You, you have Orange a history. Man. You have a history of seeing tiny things. <laughs> That's true, and we both do to some degree. But you see more tiny things than I do. So to it, to me, once I saw the man, it would all the illusion would 
away. It would just yeah. For whatever reason, I was I did not readjust the size of those leaves based on the man. I readjusted the man based on the size of the leaves. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's right. This was a Friday night. You were watching this, I presume. Yeah. Yeah. New episodes come out on Friday. I'm like, that's it's appointment television. I always television. forget. I'm like, well, let me, let me sit on the couch here, get the remote. I'm like, oh shit, there's a new episode. Yeah, I want to check that out. <laughs> Who needs to watch The Mandalorian? Let's watch uh, Motorcycle Show with Charlie Borman. TV's Charlie Borman. I'll watch them both. <laughs> but you know, Mandalorian is kind of like if you're melting into the couch, you want to watch. This I think more well, than Mandalorian. Yeah, maybe that Mandalorian, like you gotta like kind of pay attention to what's happening more. You can't just be like, "Oh shit, there was a four-inch Mandalorian, cool." Let's and just roll spend with the it. next two hours and like just watch these ten seconds over and over again. <laughs> right, exactly. Marveling at the four-inch man. So, TV adventurer. Charlie Borman nearly lost a leg due to a horrific motorbike accident yes. just over a year ago. This article's from 2017, so that must have happened in 2016. Yes. Well, he's well, back he's on the bike. he's had multiple serious accidents on the bike. I think if you ride a motorcycle from, like, the tip of South America to Los Angeles, odds are you're going to have several horrific accidents. Yes. Don't you well, think? in. The, in in the first episode of this show, the first episode of this show was all like a pre-show, like them planning and deciding to do it and deciding we're going to do electric bikes. Let's ask Harley Davidson, hey, can you make custom prototype electric motorcycles for us to do this? And hey, you company over here, can you put in charging stations every 200 miles all the oh way from Patagonia God. to Los Angeles? And they're like, sure, anything for you, Ewan. Right. So that was like, the, but like they talked about Charlie had this accident. You know, that was part of the backstory getting into that first episode. And then they're like ready to go on the trip. And then Ewan gets the call. Charlie had another accident. He's in the hospital. Oh my God. He can't walk. Can't, well, like shattered all his ribs, like broke God. his, shattered his leg. It's like, oh, they're like, oh, shit. Well, I guess we'll have to delay. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's what happens when you live a life of adventure, like uh, born yeah, in here. I think I'm good without living that life, for the most part. Don't need like, quite that much adventure. Not quite that much. I mean, know? I would if I was to go from like Patagonia up to L.A., I would just do it in a car. I, I mean, I'd do it in like an RV or something, but I don't think they make electric RVs. Yeah, not to my knowledge. So that'd be kind of a waste of the Earth's resources. Yeah. Now, speaking of a waste of resources, I still drive my petrol-powered vehicle, but yes. not that often because, you know, work from home. Do you have a non-petrol-powered vehicle, just to be clear? No. They're all I didn't think so. Okay. No. Just wanted to be clear on that. Yes. No, but I have, a like, a bike, I think. I think we, there's still a bike out in the shed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so in theory, here. I could Petrol-powered vehicles and human-powered bicycles are but my, my uh, vehicles I have here. If gutter freaks know anything, it's that even a non-powered uh, bicycle 
if you ride it long enough, can result in horrific accidents. So yes, uh, I and you know it's just no, yeah, not <laughs> riding twelve miles like uh, like what am I going on the Beltway? <laughs> Hey everyone, asshole! I'm just riding my bike. No, I'm not doing that. It's too far, out of shape. I'm too fat, old, and lazy. Anyway, my petrol-powered car, and this is the part of the show I like to call "Little Mysteries." Okay, a little mystery sounds perfect. Yeah. So one of my little mysteries has been my car. You know, you can set your little digital clock. It's an old, yes. it's an older car. It's, I don't know, six years old or something. I don't know how old it is. It's not that old. It's fine. Love it. It gets me where I need to go. The very few times I need to go anywhere these days. But it's got like, it, you look through the steering wheel and it's just got like a tiny, it's not even LED. Maybe it's LCD. What are the, it's just like, remember when they came out with the digital watches like our friend yeah. was talking about? Yeah. On YouTube. What are what's that stuff? LCD? That's a liquid crystal display versus no, that's an LED. Liquid light lighting emitting diode, diode is well, what's on the old like 1980 style digital okay. watches. Well, it looks like that. Right. And it's got like just little dots or chunks that represent letters. Like, there's no smoothness to it. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. No, okay. No, exactly that kinda, what you're yeah. talking about. Okay. And it's tiny, right? But it's like, oh, fuck. We had to change the clocks. You know, it's supposed it's Yesterday, this would have been uh, 11.56. Now it's 10.56. And like, there's only two buttons you can use. But those buttons do, like, change the odometer from miles to... Uh, kilometers change the speedometer same thing and like <laughs> they do other things too there's two and they're very far apart and it's not like this one's up this one's it's not they're not designed right. for the clock they're designed like you hold one in and it does one thing and then you press the other one and maybe it cycles through different things related yeah. I don't okay. even know it's like who the fuck <laughs> knows you know so it always takes me a little while it's like I had to take Harry Ass Truman to daycare today. We take him to daycare sometimes. We can, you know, just be out of our fucking asses, first right. of all, and not like eating cat shit constantly, and also to play with other doggies. So whatever. Ten. It's eleven fifty-six on the car. Weird clock. It's supposed to be ten fifty-six because we just went back. So it's like, okay, it's like I turn the car on. Oh, there it is. Great. It's like, do I really, I know what time it is, but I just, irks me. I need to change it, right? Car's idling. I'm there. 10.56p. And that's part of the other thing. It's like, oh, yeah. so fucking frustrating. Now it's <laughs> like, okay, I figured out after six years how to like change the hours then hit the other one and then the minutes are flashing and then I can change the minutes if I have to for some reason. Usually don't have to. It's usually just changing the hours. Right. And then you would think, okay, now hit the other one again and then you can change the AM, PM. And I've never, ever, ever been able to figure out how to access that last piece of information. Change the goddamn P to a goddamn A is all I want to yeah. do. 
because although again it's not something that'll affect me if i if my sense of time is 12 hours off then i have bigger problems than a little bullshit p or sure. a on my console yeah it's it's not big of an annoyance that you're gonna even bother to try to figure out how to fix it but I it's could still get the an man- annoyance right. that's there like a grain of sand floating <laughs> in front of you yes right and i could get the manual out and like dig through there so but come on I'm going to tr- say a real, I'm sure, you know, a real dumb thing. Okay. But have Won't you tried cycling time. all the way through the hours? It doesn't just go from a.m. to p.m. as you cycle through? It does not. Okay. That, of, that was my first thing. In fact, I had to do that today because it said 11.56 and it was supposed to be 10.56. So I cycled from 11. It flipped over to 12, right? Right. It would have changed. And these, and these buttons you're pressing are the same buttons like that also change the readout of the, like the odometer and stuff? Yes, there's only two of them, like I said. So like your clock is kind of like in your console there along with the speedometer and the fuelometer all and yes. Stuff. Okay. Correct. And it's just a, mm-hmm. like I said a tiny little thing made up of bullshit little shapes. It's, it's very nothing. Right. But I, it's still right there in front of you, so you look mm-hmm. at it. It's just annoying. Anyway, I solved, I'm 90% sure I solved that little mystery today. Really? Yes, today. That's amazing. It is because, again, I was frustrated that I couldn't change the P to an A, so I just... You know, I went from 11.56 and just cycled the hours. 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Don't go past it. You don't want to do that again. 10. There it is. Then you hit the other one. Minutes flash. Hit the other one. Then it goes down and does other bullshit with the odometer and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you hit it again, hit it again, and then like nothing. Okay, nothing has happened. Great. I uh, put the car from park to reverse. And the P went away. And then what? I put the car from reverse to drive, and there was still nothing. And I just drove. So what? The P is just for park. Is because you're. Different... I'm not. I'm not changing the clock when I'm driving around. Right. Why would the P? Why not, would they put that P indicator and only a P indicator there? That's that's a the confusing part. Well, there's a P indicator on the like place where you change the, which is exactly. like like a standard transmission. It's next to your right, you know. Right. Right. It's not because some of the cars have it on the steering wheel, whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. But no, mine's to the right. You would think the P would change to an R, change to a D. Yeah. No. It just Don't, puts like a P there as an extra notice that you're in park. Right. Maybe you can't change the clock when you're not in park. So it's like, oh, you're in park. Go ahead and fuck with the clock. Yeah, that seems really odd. <laughs> Fascinating. Anyway, I mean, cars have such bad usability for these types of so things. so bad. Like even modern ones, like you're talking about an LED. I got one that is a full-on LCD, like a little mini computer screen, almost right. like a, you know, some kind of, like, really cheap-ass iPad 
Well, I have that, that's too. That's maybe like five inches in the middle to control the stereo and shit. Right. I have that, too. And there might be a clock over there, but I don't want to... Yeah. Whatever. They got the but, shitty one right in front of me, But too. the interface on that shitty little five-inch iPad so or bad. whatever is so bad, <laughs> I I cannot handle it. Like, it's insane. Like, we're, we're driving... And Christine, you know, I'm driving. My wife, you may know her. Her name is Christine. She's like, oh, well, let's switch. Uh, I want the music to come from my phone. It's like, okay, sure. Hit home. Hit home. Hit home. Hit settings. There's a little loopy arrow. Hit Bluetooth arrow. device list. Hit Christine's iPhone. Okay, so far that's kind of okay. The home, that's home, home is okay. weird. But so far, I'm with it. And she's like, okay. It says, oh, it's paired now. It's great. I want to listen to it. It's like, well, I can't listen to it yet. <laughs> Hit home. Hit home. <laughs> Hit home. Hit now playing. Oh, my God. Hit source. Hit Bluetooth. And how many okay, now pedestrians go. have you hit at this point? <laughs> well, that's why I'm telling her what to hit, because I'm driving. <laughs> you've hit home six times, so I'd say you've hit at least yeah. half that many pedestrians. Yeah. Because I remember recently that actually happened. Christine was like, okay, I get why you're always complaining that this interface is insane. <laughs> and that's just the, the, the first drop in the bucket of right. trying to use I this can thing. imagine. Well, is there anything, like, I know it's a hassle, but is there anything you haven't figured out how to do yet? Um, Not to my knowledge. I mean, I've, there's not much in it that I think I would ever really want to do other than connect my phone to it have you never been sitting in the car waiting for some bullshit or other and just like oh yeah i've well, played through all the buttons for sure around i've gone this. through every menu and sub menu all right i'm gonna times. say am but i like, the only one yeah there's not much in there like i can't imagine something that i might want to do with this thing i guess no i just want to know what's fancy. in there it doesn't have a gps in it no, mine. Do it doesn't display no. your text messages as they pop up or anything no. like that. No. It still has four million menus just to fucking play my, you know, Rage Against the Machine through the stereo. Do you have like an adult contemporary easy, not quite easy listening, but adult contemporary station around there? Uh, probably. So I listen to the radio sometimes. The rare occasions when I'm yeah. in my car not listening to a podcast. There's some rare times I listen to the radio, yes. Just to see what's out there, you know. But for some reason I was on, around here it's Wash FM. It's like D.C. areas, like whatever, I guess adult contemporary. And it's like the last time I remember listening to that station, they were playing like Barbara Streisand. Oh, boy. Not even Barbara Streisand, yeah. but like maybe TLC or something like that. Sure, I don't know. Sure. I'm just anticipating where this is going. Well, they're yeah, playing yeah. fucking Blackstreet and Dr. Dre now. Right. <laughs> Wash FM, which my mom, you might know, her name's Gigi listens to. That's hers. It's like, oh, I can just have some nice music in the evening. And she's listening to fucking Dr. Dre now. Yeah. Because well, that's remember, old people's music. <laughs> like, it used to be the classic rock station. I remember when they started playing, like, Nirvana. 
right. and Alice in Chains and Press Pot. And now they're playing classic rock. I don't even know what this is because it's like, yeah, this music is too new for me to even know. Yeah, the shins or something. Mm-hmm. I do have one shout out as well. It's very short. Can uh, Abel. Can Abel. Okay. Yes. Louis. And he, he when he responded to us, because we did, we had some trouble with uh, okay. how to the, pronounce the, his name. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see this. Yeah. Well, he commented, um, how do people, like, if they want to send us an email, how do they do that? What's the easiest way? Okay. Well, do you, can you tell people how, how I, they I might? I believe. Well, we usually tell them. Do I have the to do it? I usually form. make you do it. Yeah. You go to gutterballs.tv. You hit contact. Yeah. Why are you making me do it? I don't like doing it. Well, I thought you were trying to split hairs and say, well, that's a contact form. What if I actually want to send an email is what I was trying to suss out. No, I wasn't being that. Okay. You know, I know yeah, I usually am. Yeah, not this TV. time. Hit, hit the contact link. Type in your message. Hit go. Well, we, we, we'll see it. We'll see it. Put your name in there. Some people don't put their names, and it's like, how do we respond? I don't know who this yeah. is. You have to fill, put your name in. Anyway, yeah, you could just email guttercast at gmail.com, I yeah, guess. But that would also to work. Just go to gutterballs.tv. Make it one That's thing. That's the unofficial then, way for it to work. And just figure it out from there. That way you can do anything. Go to our Facebook page. Go to our Twitter bullshit, which we don't do much with. Whatever. But anyway, buy some mer- Buy a fucking mug. Like, what's oh your problem? Oh, my God, yeah. The Gutterballs commemorative mug. Buy a Gutterballs Gutter Balls number mug. zero zero one. Yes, I love that mug. I keep I was looking just drinking at drinking coffee out of it today. Mm. I haven't ordered one yet. I keep looking at the design. Like, why haven't I done this? Yeah, it's I, such a beautiful design. I love it. I'm in love with it. Ugh. It was excellent. And you have the beautiful sensation of the morning's sweet, sweet nectar, and then you get to have a little visual. Sweet, sweet mm-hmm. nectar. It all just works together so well. It, it really, really does. So Lou, he says Lou Canable, and he just okay. typed C-A-N space A-B-E space E-L, all lowercase. So I don't know where the emph- emphasis is. All right. So Canable. Lou Canable, though, we're going with for Lou now. Lou Canable. Okay. Because we don't know where the emphasis is. But it's not Kneeb L or Kneeb L. It's Kneeb L. Kneeb L. Like Jar L. I think. That's the best I can do. But apparently it goes by Lou. No Louis or Louie. And I had one other thing, but I'll save it till later. Anything you gotta like... No, nothing. I mean, we ran pretty effing long. We so ran pretty effing long. We'll save a little, uh, a little ammunition for the next step, I guess. Just a tiny nug, just a tiny taste, just the tip. <laughs> All right, let's count it up. One, two, three. Beep. Do you see what I did there? I think that's how we should do it. You reversed it, right? Because we're counting up. We're not counting down. All right. That's what I thought, and I was You just ran with it. It was good. All right. 